Welcome to the Independent Idaho Podcast, a production of the Living Independence Network Corporation, or LINK. My name is Jeremy Maxand, and I am the Executive Director of LINK, as well as the host of the show. LINK is a regional center for independent living, and our mission is simple, to empower Idahoans with disabilities across the lifespan to live the life of our choosing. You can learn more about LINK at linkidaho.org. Our guest today is Nick Wyatt. This is the second episode with Nick, who has been working as a Link Transportation Specialist in our Boise office. We catch up with Nick, learn what he's been up to, and what's coming down the road. Let's get into it. Nick, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? I'm flipping awesome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here with you. So, uh, good morning. We're recording this early morning, and uh, this is the—you're the first person to be on the podcast twice. And there's a reason for that. What's the reason for that? Um, I actually am. Uh, that's right so the last time we talked you had mentioned you were interested in independent living and working Mm -hmm. for a center for independent living Mm -hmm. Uh, and we had an opportunity come up to support some work around our transportation program and maybe we should talk a little bit about that and what your experience has been with the um on-the-job training and some of the job coaching and vocational rehab and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know where you want to start, but um, why don't you take it away? Um, well, I went into this, eyes wide open. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know what I was doing. I had a real counselor named Miley, who's no longer my real counselor. Um, she surprised us both and moved to the VA. So I got the job. I started, I ended my London job training uh, in September and I, we actually carved out the job for me, anyone when I how that started. You want to explain how that went about and how that happened? 
Yeah, I mean, why don't you talk a little bit about um, how did you, what was the initial plan? Because you, you got connected with Miley at Vocational Rehab, and what was the what was the initial plan there? We didn't know what we were doing. Um, um, thanks to my, my introduction to you, through Emily Peterson, I helped you for a job before, and I I had a connection with you through Emily, so we just slotted in. Through him, through the commission there, and I basically asked you if I could do my own job training because I already knew my, knew the culture here, which I loved, so. Um, I met Rachel, who was my, who was the job evaluation specialist, who doesn't do job evaluations, but she got uh, roped in. I'm gonna say this, but she got roped into doing my least evaluation for her, and um, the rest is history. And I ended up doing um, doing. Uh, on the job training, which consisted of trying out different jobs. I was going to head up the podcast room, which I still might, but eventually we settled on transportation specialist, which I'll let you take what that is because you came up with it, so. Yeah, so we we kind of experimented a little bit, didn't we? We yeah. were trying to figure out, like, you know, all the technology, all the, you know, what 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 do we need support on at Link? What are you interested in doing? I know you've run into challenges with transportation in the community, um, getting accessible transportation, affordable transportation, um, reliable transportation. So we've we've kind of experienced what that's like having Which a disability. We talked about in the first part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, basically, uh, for folks listening, Link 
operates what's called a 5310 um, transportation program. It's a, essentially 5310 is a funding source through the Idaho Transportation Department, and it's a grant that we manage to provide on-demand transportation for seniors and folks with disabilities in which we are trying to get out and ready for. Yep, yep. And no. this is mostly what Magic Valley, kind of southern southern Idaho, down in that area. Of course, we don't have it here in Boise yet. Yeah, we don't. There's a grant. There is a grantee in the Treasure Valley. I think it's Valley Regional Transit gets the the yeah. fifty three ten grant here. Um, but yeah, so that's a real important service because it's a door-to-door uh, subsidized transportation for folks in rural parts of the state that where transportation is hard. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So we get a lot of applications that come in for the program. Um, and that was what we thought would be a great start to plug you into is entering those applications into our system and getting everybody set up for, for their transportation card. And this is, is this your first job? Yes. This is your first job. And so you were, um, you just approached VR and said, I want to work. I want a job. Yes. And they said, and all right. I, I, I have one of the best counselors in the world, Miley. So, she didn't see the disability. Most of we are other we are, but most we are counselors look at me in the chair and I would get turned down right away. Mm-hmm. But because they think I actually had a CRM, CRM, CRP, who is, who is basically what Rachel does, um, tell me in front of my that, um, what what can I do? I can I can even use my hands. Mm-hmm. So, but literally all all I do all day is either grant research research for the grant or or. I enter applications or I do whatever lovely way wants me to do. I'm basically in a team with three uh, other people. Um, my, Mariana, who is 
uh, our information interview specialist, and now she has the transportation coordinator on her title. Uh, she brings in the applications because she's a twin and scans them to me and I enter them and everything goes on from there and we send them to Yeah, so we had to experiment on what what worked well, um, what kind of technology would work for you. That was a learning experience for us. We're still learning every day. Um, um, my my job evaluation was only supposed to be a, a month, and it ended up being two months. Yeah. Because we asked for two, because, and usually with evaluations, I would technically move job sets, but I, I, uh, you, Basically, said you're hiring so we had decided to stick out this second job evaluations, and then um, I hired September. I started September thirteenth, so it's been. Four months, almost four. Three months, yeah. Three months now. Yeah. Seems like forever. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> and the culture here is awesome. You guys embrace my caregiving staff, like family. Um, everybody sees me as equal, so um, I appreciate this job every day, so, um, but we have some much more exciting stuff to talk about. Um, I am the first individual in the world with significant uh, challenges to shoot an AR-15. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we're shifting topics, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> right, right to the right to the uh, gun range. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, talk a little bit about that. Like, we, um, you're quite the, uh, uh, you're, you're quite the uh, uh, target shooter. Um, this, uh, yeah. Well, how'd you get into this? Like, how did you? I mean, what we're talking about, we're not talking about work anymore. We're essentially talking about. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. I... I just said, I said, everything there is to say about work, so I wanted to switch the topic. Yeah, so, so you had a desire to go out and plink around on the gun range. I, I literally, my CBRS Is a ex Navy SEAL, and he he literally asked me what's the one thing I wanted to do that I've never done, and I literally told him shoot AR (laughs) fifteen. And did he did he get a big smile on his face? Uh, he's like you're talking to the right guy, <laughs> and he he we designed a platform to help me shoot guns. Um. I went out once, I'm going out again with Jeremy. Yeah, we're going to go out in February. So, uh, I promise Jeremy breakfast because my, the gun range we use is all the way out by Stitched up, so. Oh yeah. Uh, I promise, if if they, if Jimmy takes me to, uh, the gun range because again, back to transportation, it was two hundred. Thirty dollars is just for both ways. They're back. Yeah, think about that. Two hundred and thirty dollars for a round trip to the range, just transportation. That seems like a crime. It is. Yeah. And I didn't pay for it, but um. So we spent. Literally three hours um, at the range. I um, I shot maybe 20 rounds with my um, 
embrace um and then the technology broke and we didn't have enough power um so I I actually got to pull the trigger on all the guns. You brought a slew of guns. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I, um, but the funniest part about this whole thing is I got literally sick from being able to arrange because I've never done it before and the but the envelope like the pressure envelope from the everything going on I was, I got home at 3 o'clock, and then I went, I ate, and then I went to bed. <laughs> Long day. I literally crashed. Well, that's a lot. It's a new experience, new location. You're kind of far out of town. You got transportation, logistics to think about not really sure what to expect probably you yeah. know it's like a lot of your brain's doing a lot of stuff just trying to you know manage all that i can understand <laughs> that yeah that's a that's a big deal so when we go out in february are we going out with your buddy who's got the apparatus mm. excellent okay and and you're working on a actual design for something that we won't we won't go into too much detail about that but um we are going to try and have me be more in control of the whole system mm -hmm. and make me more autonomous because right now it's just a trigger system and the apparatus but we want to add more to it and but I can go into that right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> proprietary information yes and I also want to want to Tell everybody, eventually I plan on creating my own podcast. Nice. And I will start by hosting podcasts. I will be the co-host of Independent, I know. Mm. 
I hope if Jimmy will let me. I think we got a couple shows coming up you can co-host. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you should do your own show though too. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. We that's the whole point of of us experimenting with podcasts is to my get those voices out there. My CBRS I already have the name picked out and everything. And is that community based social? No. CBRS. What's that? Uh, community-based, uh, community integration, uh, Okay. Basically, he, he is a social worker, and he is, uh, Interesting me out in the community and making sure I'm okay and um um but my my CBRS and I already have name picked out <laughs> Dare I dare I ask? It is, it is the advocate's corner. Oh, the advocate's corner. I love it. Um we will have influential people in the advocate community. Individuals I know. Individuals Jimmy knows, and I'm gonna ask you right now. Can I turn the mic on you for my first podcast? <laughs> yeah, of course. You mean when you do your first episode? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'd love that. So, because everybody. Everybody hears your voice, but didn't know why you're here, and I want to bring that to the community. Oh, oh my gosh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> I would be happy to do that. For you, I will allow you to turn the table. Yeah, on me. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> We have to uh, we have to agree on the uh, predefined questions, though. Uh, no. So, what else is going on in your world? You got a lot going on. You got a lot of plans. Um, You're kind of moving and shaking. Uh, um, in the process of getting. Together for van. I I just been away a, a big chunk of money. Thank you to this job. I get paid every two weeks, so I 
eso es eso You mean for social security? Yeah. Do you have an ABLE account? Um, no. And I'm talking about that. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So for folks listening, there's a, a thing called an ABLE account. And ABLE accounts allow... Uh, 3,000? Yeah. They allow, they allow folks um, who receive social security disability insurance to earn up to, I think it's up to 12, uh, earn and save in this special account up to 12,000 a year. Um, And that, that money that's in that account does not count against your benefits. So it allows you to save money for independent living expenses. Right now, I don't only have in all of my accounts combined to the dollars. Yeah. Where it is not nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, you know, you're, you're, the system wants to kind of kind of want to keep you down, yeah. keep you poor, keep you unemployed, keep you on the dole, right? Yes. And Social Security is super important. Um, but... That's not, that's not what, you know, what the world's all about, right? Like people want to work. They want to contribute. They want to create things. I know you do. This is, and you've got, you want to buy a van. You want to save for an emergency. You want to go on a trip. You want to travel. You want to buy a house eventually. You want to live a life, a full life. And it takes money to do that. And so Social security, I love it, but you can't do anything with it at all. So we got to get you set up with an ABLE account. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I know we've been all over the place, but this was an ask. That I had because I know you wanted to update people on how the job was going. I said I'd be back, so I'm here. Yeah. Well, it's not just a big deal for you, um, but it's a big deal for centers, right? We're 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 literally required by federal law to have a board governed by 50% of folks who have significant disabilities. Our staff needs to be 50% or more folks with disabilities. And, and, you know, I don't, maybe we can talk a little bit about your disability and kind of what you face, but you know, if we're going to provide services in the community for folks 
with disabilities, that service needs to provide, be provided by folks who have disabilities, right? Who oh. knows best about what we're all dealing with than, than we do. And so, you know, having you on the team is important because I think it opens the eyes to everybody about the struggles with getting employment, um, the barriers that people face, but more, more importantly, the value that people with disabilities bring to the workplace. You know, a lot of people look at, look at us and say, oh, well, you know, what can you do? Or this is, you know, this is going to be hard to figure out how to make this work. And, and at the end of the day, it's been seamless. Yeah, it's been, you know, we had a couple bumps in the road, but we worked through those. And at the end of the day, people with disabilities have to get up every single day and, and, and fight through challenges, right? And that's a, those are skills and values and characteristics that are important in the workplace. So I think our job is to turn the table a little bit and to, Mm. to, to shine a light on the value that living with a disability brings versus, you know, Oh, the, the troubles or the burden, right? Like that's, that's what we need to do. That's yeah. what you help us do. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have several points. For those of you listening, listening to me for the first time, um, I have, uh, CP, which is cerebral palsy, and I'm in a wheelchair 99.9% of the time. I have limited use of my arms. All my work is done on my computer. Um, we, some of the accommodations I ask for is, I have three monitors in my office um, that are mine. We are paid for those. We are are also paid for my mouth. Um, And Jimmy got me a sit-stand desk. So I can go directly under my desk and sit comfortably because when we first started this, I was working with one of the tables in the <laughs> Yeah. It was a big table in the the room and then we pulled it in my office and yes I have my own office it's all decorated not by me 
<laughs> but um, it's all decorated. Um, we have gone through a lot of change in the company in the past few months. So I'm ha- happy to be a part of the a new culture here at Link. Cool. Yeah, it's working out. I had no doubts. I know you didn't you wanted me from my my first you wanted me in in the door somehow after my uh, presentation at my like my um my sensitivity thing. That's right. Yeah. You want you literally asked me to be on the podcast mm-hmm. the first night you met me. <laughs> <laughs> So, and were you in the SALT program? Yes. Yeah. So we have a, a self-advocacy and leadership training program that we've been working on uh, that got kind of kicked off through the Idaho Council on Developmental Disabilities and a grant we got, some money we got from them. And that's evolved into two different, I think we're working on the second phase of that, which yep. is boards um, and committees and Emily Peterson is an independent living specialist at Link. She's based in Twin Falls. Um, and she's, yeah, she does a great job with that. I know she's real good friends with you. Mm-hmm. She's a great person. Yeah, it's a great program. I think, you know, 
obviously we provide as a center services for folks across the lifespan, but I think it's more and more important and it's always been important, but increasingly important that we are engaging young people because the progress that, we, that we've made, the, the gains that we've won are only going to be maintained if we have new and youth. energetic leaders. Yeah. Youth, youth that are getting involved in the disability youth movement. Youth yeah. Don't, don't know what we've been through and we need, we need to get them involved so that they can carry on the citizens or they can carry on the casual call. That's right. That's right. And one thing I want um, younger people to understand is it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. And the one movie I want younger people to see is Crip Camp. Crip Camp, yeah, on Netflix. It is the best, the best representation of disabilities before our time. Yeah, that's incredible film, incredible documentary. Because literally, I didn't know any of this until I watched that movie. Yeah. Because you don't see other in it. Yeah. And now I'm in it all the way, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, and the threats have not gone away. Institutionalization has not gone away. You know, they I mean, wouldn't put us away, and us at Link and several other centers or companies are trying to fight against people shutting us out and having us be not heard. I've got a stronger voice now than I ever have before because of like... Well, we're just supporting you. I think it's because of you. You know, and we want what everybody else wants in this state, in this country. You know, freedom, independence, our liberty. Yeah. Live our lives how we want, where we want, with who we want. Yeah. I don't think that's asking for too much. Yep. Yeah. One time is it, Jeremy? It's 920, and guess what? We got a staff meeting we got to go to. Yeah. We got business to attend to. <laughs> Any any final words on our, our second podcast? I suspect there will be a third. Um, 
but it just might be yours. So any final thoughts for folks tuning in, getting the update? There will be a a podcast coming from both of us. Jimmy as a guest, find me. So people can, um, you know what Jimmy's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I have to say is the, um, the tagline for this podcast is Stay independent, and I wholeheartedly believe, believe it now. I just didn't believe it before, but I believe it now. You have to stay independent. Please. Well, Nick, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do and stand for and the work that you bring to Link. Uh, we love you, buddy, and we're glad that you're here. And uh, like Nick said, for those listening, stay independent, I hope.